Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 14. On the 12th floor of the monument to the lapsed standards of journalistic integrity that was the Toronto Chronicle building, Jack Peters sat behind his desk deep in contemplation. His lanky form was sprawled feet first across his desk as he drummed his fingertips on his chair arms and thought. The battered typewriter upon his desk had clearly been rudely pushed aside in favor of the telephone at some point in the recent past, and its situation had not improved since. He stared at the wall a moment, deep in thought. Through the frosted pane of glass in his door, he could see there wasn't much light left on in the outer offices. It was late, and in the evenings the Chronicle carried no more than a skeleton staff on the city desk for emergencies. Deep in the bowels of the great paper, the real work continued. Mighty presses were rolling, churning out bales of ink-stained hyperbole for the morning edition. But after hours, the editorial department was sleepy at best. At length, he shook his head a little, as if brushing aside the mode of a notion that had held him wrapped, lowered his feet to the floor, and turned without standing to reach for his hat behind him. He almost jumped out of his skin at the sight of a girl in a grey cat suit crouched on the window ledge, watching him silently. "'What have I told you?' he said at length when he had composed himself a little about sneaking up on a guy like that. "'Beats me,' the flying squirrel said with a grin, pulling her goggles to the top of her cowled head. "'But it obviously wasn't very interesting if neither of us remembers it.' "'This just a social call,' the newsman said, "'or do you need another favor?' "'You alone, Petey?' asked the squirrel. "'Sure,' he said with a smirk. "'Think again,' she said, grinning broadly. "'Why?' Peters blurted, turning back in to face the office he had turned from just a moment earlier. Again, the newspaper man was startled, discovering a tall, imposing figure of a man in a long trench coat, immaculate gray suit, and bright red domino mask looming over him across his desk. He managed to right himself before falling from his chair to the floor, but only just. "'I need information, Mr. Peters,' the masked man intoned gravely." "'Yeah, and I need a drink. Excuse me,' he said, pulling open the third drawer of his desk and producing a bottle of whiskey. He pulled the stopper free with his teeth and splashed a liberal dose into a coffee cup that might have been clean and made a gesture of offering either of the two costumed heroes a portion without really looking for a response. "'Why you two can never telephone or send a note?' "'Telephones can be tapped or traced, Mr. Peters,' the Red Panda said seriously. "'And notes leave evidence behind.' I've never had the knack for disappearing ink. The masked man smiled at last, just a little. Jack Peters looked from one to the other. You two just don't want to give me anything to print, do you? The flying squirrel stepped into the room. You really want to print a story that says we showed up in your office and pumped you for information, Petey? She teased. You'd look real slick with a bullet in your head. 
We approach by stealth for your protection as well as ours, Jack, the red panda promised. So you're telling me you don't like to see me jump? Peter said, jamming the stopper back into the bottle. Well, the squirrel grinned, let's not get carried away. Out of the corner of his eye, Peters could see the red panda turn away just a little to keep from laughing. Jack had known the mystery man since one of his earliest adventures. The red panda was lightening up all right. He was still spooky around the edges, but these days you could catch him smiling once in a while. He was fairly certain that the reason why was sauntering over and sitting on the edge of his desk just now, though his nose for news had never been able to get a reading on that. Listen, Petey, she said with a softer tone that she reserved for those she didn't expect to have to strike for information. All we want is a little skinny you've already got, and maybe a little more you can get easy enough. Is that all? Peter said, shaking his head. The usual professional considerations will be paid, of course, the Red Panda said, looking casually through Peter's files. Hey, come on, those are private, Peter's protested weakly. Too late, he realized his mistake. The momentary flash of mirth was suddenly over. Jack Peters, the masked man drew himself to his full height. Twice I have saved your life. Yes, Jack's hand was pressed against his temples. I remember. It belongs to me now. Yes. I do not demand that you serve as an agent formally, because you have always been useful and trustworthy. Look, I'm sorry. It's been kind of a long day, is all. And you do tend to put me in kind of a spot. When you use info the paper has to bust a story we've been working on wide open, well, my editor starts to look at me funny, is all. We're prepared to offer you the exclusive on the story when it breaks, insofar as it is possible. The Red Panda's tone did not imply there was room for further discussion. All right, Peters gave up. What do you need? You know the explosion on St. Clair? The flying squirrel said with a smile. Do I? Listen, if the police were saying anything about that, you'd have read it in my column. The story's locked down. All I need to know is if they've determined the type of explosive used the Red Panda took over and any findings they may have reached regarding the detonator, as well as the identities of the men whose bodies were taken from the wreckage. Is that all? Peters said with a snort. Petey, we all know you got cops who will talk to you and nobody else, the squirrel said lightly. Peters was unimpressed. Sure, the cops know they'll get a fair shake from me and most of the breaks, and they do me a few favors to keep me so inclined. But I can only lean on them for so much. Why should I burn that kind of credit over this? Because one of those corpses blew himself and his pals to smithereens on purpose, Petey. She batted her eyelashes sarcastically. He did. Yeah, and that ain't normal. No, I guess not. So get right on that, would ya? Peters rolled his eyes and smiled grimly. Listen, from what I understand, there wasn't a lot left of the bodies. And the shopkeeper, uh, what was his name? Northcott, the Red Panda broke in. He isn't talking to anyone, but he didn't see anything that we didn't. You two were there? Peters' jaw dropped. Can I print that at least? Print what? The squirrel snorted. That unconfirmed, unsubstantiated reports of witnesses who refused to be identified? We just say anonymous tip. It's easier to spell, Peters grinned. Boss? She turned to the red panda. The one small problem with having virtually wiped out the organized gangs in the city, the red panda began, turning his attention from the filing cabinet, is that these fiends will be almost certain that we're coming for them next. 
We have kind of lost the element of surprise, she agreed. The Red Panda gave Jack Peters one of his long stares, just long enough to make the newspaper man uncertain of what might follow. I don't see how it can affect our investigation, Jack, he said at last. If you can get some mileage out of it, feel free. Though I would think your editor... My editor's got a pretty good idea of where I get my information on you, too. He doesn't ask, because he doesn't really want to know, but he gives me plenty of rope. Especially when there's a chance to splash the words Red Panda all over the front page. The Red Panda turned to his partner and nodded quickly. All right, Petey. You owe us something special, she said, stepping back out the window in one smooth motion. The Red Panda moved to join her. He paused at the last moment and turned back to Peters. One more thing, Jack. I wonder if any of your police contacts can tell us something more about a constable. What was the name again, he said, turning to the girl on the ledge. Parker, she said, poking her head back into the room. Constable Andy Parker. You're kidding, right? This is a put-on? The Red Panda regarded Peters a moment without speaking. At last he sighed a little. You're a good man, Jack, he said. Why does it always have to be a tap dance for every little... No, no, you got it all wrong, Peters interrupted. The cop, Parker, he was here an hour ago asking about you. Classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.